Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Today, Donald Trump will impose sweeping steel and aluminum tariffs. He wants to arm teachers as well. These schools already do. What's happening with them? Who knows? Um, Jared Kushner's real estate firm sought money directly from Qatar government weeks before the blockade and how Norway is up to some risque business uh, with illegal spying. That's, that's, That's very possible. So uh, yeah, we have a good show for you today, this Friday, as the wind comes down. A great one, in fact. So that's why we are so glad you are here with us today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here today on Newsflash. And today, or yesterday, President Trump said on Thursday that he would impose, was yesterday, uh, stiff tariffs on imports of steel and aluminum, making good on a key campaign promise in rattling stock markets as the prospect of a global trade fight appeared imminent in a hastily arranged meeting with industry ex- executives that stunned many inside the West Wing, Mr. Trump said he would formally sign the trade measures next week and, and they would in effect be in effect for, quote unquote, a long period of time. Uh, the action obviously came against the wishes of Trump's pro-trade advisors, which would impose tariffs of 25% on steel and 10% on aluminum, effectively placing a tax on every foreign shipment of those metals into the United States. So it's probably a lot of those, a, a lot of shipments um, where there is steel on them at some point. So it's it's not going to be very fun. Uh, but here's the thing. It was very interesting that he had a meeting with the industry leaders there because he would... Like they, those are the people who would benefit the most from this. If you don't realize, because they have the biggest stake in it, because they are going to be getting most. Like when everyone else companies uh, stocks went down yesterday, the steel companies came flying up because they were going to get more money from the taxes. Uh, yeah, the president told more than a dozen executives he wanted tariffs to apply to all countries. When executive intended said, um, but Mr. Trump argued that if one country was exempt, all other countries would line up to ask for similar treatment. Um. Uh, and the metals could end up being shipped to the United States through exempted exempted countries, uh, because that is true. So, uh, Trump's authority to impose such sweeping tariffs uh, stems from a Commerce Department investigation that concluded last month that imported metal threatened national security by degrading the American industrial base. Uh, uh, so the administration has said it wants to combat cheap metals flooding the United States, particularly from China, but a broad set of tariffs would fall heavily on allies, especially Canada, uh, which supply uh, supply steel and aluminum to American companies as well as the military. Uh, people have no idea how badly our country has been treated by other countries. They've destroyed our steel industry, they've destroyed our aluminum industry, and other industries, frankly. Um, I don't really know if 
because I, I'll be honest, I haven't really been following this issue. So what I want to do is kind of provide you the background on this uh, stuff before I can really act like, uh, put, uh, put in my opinion on it. And he also goes on to say, though, he says, we're bringing it all back. So it's, it's, he, he's bringing it back. Uh, do I really am, am I training to be skeptical here about what's really going on with this situation? Uh, yes, I am very much so. Uh, yeah, so Trump's uh, announcement came despite months of heavy pushback from American companies that use metals in their products, like automakers, food package, food packagers, and foreign officials um, who warned the tariffs would strain relations and pr- uh, pr- uh, prompt retaliatory trade actions that would go back to effect. But above them. Uh, it also lifted a swift and severe response from Republican lawmakers who said the action will ultimately hurt American companies, workers, consumers, and the economy. So it does seem pretty, uh, like now that we do that, it just seems um, that we are, I mean, I don't know about the whole, the truth of the whole taking taking advantage thing. So, but it looks like the Republicans are quite mad at Trump for doing this because it hurts their business, it hurts their bottom line because a lot of these autom- automakers, a lot of these uh, companies like you, you bet the cokes coke industry is just something in there with aluminum and steel um and it will be a pretty it, it's going to be a pretty big problem because um uh when when the other countries kind of impose a impose a similar thing it'll hurt the cokes and anyone else who most likely does anything with automaking, uh, with uh, with steel or aluminum, such as automaking. Um, Standard and Poor's 500 industrial sector was down 1.9% compared with a decline of 1.3% in the overall benchmark index. Shares of American automakers, all large consumers of steel and aluminum, declined, as did Boeing, a large exporter that could be hurt if other nations retaliate against the United States. So, yeah, that's the problem. Uh, it seems like it, it'll be a good idea at first, but here's the thing. If other nations retaliate, it comes back to bite us in the same way. So that's the kind of tough thing. People impose more taxes. People impose more taxes. Like, how high are you, really, how high are you going to go? Uh, Mr. Trump's announcement came, though, after a... Despite months of heavy pushback from American companies that use metals in their products, like automakers, food packagers, and foreign officials, who warned that tariffs would strain relations and prompt retaliation, and could prompt retaliatory trade actions. So, like, if you look at the pros and cons of this issue, it does seem pretty clear to me like that this is not something anyone wants to see happening. It's like, um, it 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 pretty much seems to me that it's like the Republicans don't want it happening. A lot of Democrats don't want it happening. Uh, I'm sorry for my kind of like basing analysis on this is- issue, but. It's not too much that I know about it, and I'm sure you are you are most likely, unless you're like an an economist or whatever, are probably coming from the same, a similar situation as me. Um, but pretty much how it looks to me is we are seeing a lot of deterioration deterioration with relationships with other countries. That's something that should be kept, especially in the age of Trump. We should uh, definitely keep that uh, going strong, but. Yeah, it came from heavy pushback from American companies, something he says to support, and the Republican donors aren't going to like it, the Democratic donors aren't going to like it, because they, and, because they, it, at one point, they probably have some industrial donors to their uh, p- pocketbook, especially the Republicans, and, as I said before, Coke Industries, and 
if they do retaliatory uh, uh, pushback, I mean, it will be disastrous for their bottom line. So that's definitely something uh, for them to worry about. And it just seems like overall, like really risky and just a little bit, a little bit too far. Uh, but I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm like, you know, uh, it's it, it just pretty much the point is we'll see how it goes. And I think all the fun when though, uh, once there's some kind of retaliatory action, some kind of pushback, some kind of a throwback from any other country, whether it be like China or something, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the announcement capped a frenetic and chaotic morning as Mr. Trump summoned more than a dozen executives from the steel and aluminum, aluminum industry to the White House, raising expectations, he would announce his long-promised tariffs. Uh, Trump raised the specter of action with the early morning Twitter post saying, Our steel and aluminum industries and many others have been decimated by decades of unfair trade and bad policy with uh, countries from around the world. We must not let our country, companies, and workers be taken advantage of any longer. So, yeah. Uh, that's what he wanted to do, but apparently, this is the thing, they're fine just the way they are, because if there's any retaliatory trade action, that's when they really get screwed, that's when they really get hit uh, by these um, upcoming tariffs, and, I mean, you the auto workers, the steel workers, they're, they're not doing so, they're, uh, they're having a little bit of a problem right now, anyone who works in a factory, and if you really care about the forgotten man and woman... Uh, you don't want the companies they work at to have to lose money and then subsequently have to fire people. Like, that's seeming to be where this is going, and it's a little bit discouraging. Uh, just to say the least, I will, I will tell you. Um, yeah. On that note, we have more great stories for you coming up in a bit. We will see you, uh... We'll see you soon. And coming up next, Trump wants to arm teachers. Some schools already do. What's going on with those schools then? Well, find out next. This is the Spencer Walsh Radio Network. Your show will return in just four minutes. Hendo on the beat.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to today's show. This is Newsflash on a Friday, very rainy Friday. So happy to have you today. Thanks for joining us. And yeah, so this is what we got for you today. Trump wants to arm those teachers. And Norway is doing the exact same thing the NSA did during Snowden on their own citizens. We have that story for you coming up a little bit later, so stay tuned for that. You're going to want to hear that. All right, so, uh, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. All right, so um, Trump, he wants to arm teachers, as we know, uh, but um, in Sydney, Ohio, there's an 8 by 11 inch box, New York Times explains, a top of a bookshelf in the district headquarters. Uh, as much part of the office furniture as the middle folders, the um, the uh, yearbooks, and the Webster's Dictionary. What could be inside the 11 inch box? Maybe it's uh, more files? Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, a bunch of keys? No, it's a semi automatic Glock handgun with extra magazines. Equipment, the education leaders here say, will uh, pre- prevent the district from suffering the next schoolhouse tragedy. In the district headquarters, which can be very far away from the school, even though our district headquarters is, like, right next to the high school. What is the shooting at the elementary school? Uh, uh, but, yeah. Uh, dispersed. Oh, throughout, okay. So, dispersed throughout seven school buildings in the rural uh, Ohio district outside of Dayton are biometric safes tucked away discreetly in closets and classrooms, only accessible about to a designated staff member whose fingerprint can open the box. A bulletproof vest is nearby and an undisclosed notification. A location fortified to protect against any bullet except one fired from an assault rifle. Wait a minute. That's the exact same one like the last five school shooters have used. Oh, shucks. Guess you're dead. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, We can't stop an active shooter, but we can minimize the carnage. John Shu, superintendent of Sydney School... Uh, said, I guess he means we can kill him before he does too much. But after the latest mass shooting in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, President Trump amplified calls to train and arm educators, ruling the teaching profession and fearing gun control um, advocates who see that yet as another inappropriate and potentially disastrous duty being heaped on teachers. We talked about how yesterday... A lot of teachers already do punish their students in a very bad way. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of great, great, great teachers out there. There's also a lot of crazy ones. Um, yeah, so for all the I cry, um, uh, hundreds of school districts across the country, uh, most of them, uh, uh, most of them already have armed teachers in some degree. Uh, officials like those in Sydney do not see weaponry scattered through their schools as a political statement, but as a, pla- a, p- a practical response to a potential threat. And I mean, unfortunately, I guess that's the best you can do, right? Until they actually, the government actually steps up to kind of ban guns to try to maybe tamp down uh, guns or what we see here with guns. Um, like, that can be a very, very worrying scenario. Um, and maybe if the de- Democratic Party takes back the House, they can possibly, it's a possibility, uh, they can possibly get some some kind of basic gun control passed, not anything like, um, just like ban pound stocks. Uh, how about you, um, how about you, like, actually do something? Uh, like, the, the Rep- Republicans' best subs- substantive effort. Oh, I'm gonna ban bum stocks. All right, like that's the most wimpiest thing. That's the most wimpy thing I've ever heard. Uh, but yeah, 
yeah, if they can actually get something in the Senate, who turns out to be way more reasonable on a lot of issues, uh, if they can get that pushed, that would be uh, probably the best possibility I see, like, in the near future of getting some gun control passed. But here's the problem. By that time, there could be another mass shooting. It's just the world we live in right now. A push for others to follow their lead has almost instantly ignited backlash. A hashtag emerged on social media. Hashtag army with followed by a litany of suggestions from teachers. Other than guns, books, science, equipment, computers, and better pay. There's every single solitary teacher in the state of West Virginia is striking right now because their paying conditions are so bad. Um... A cartoon depicting the a teacher struggling underneath the weight of responsibilities. Social worker, drug detector, disciplinarian uh, was shared on social media more than 100,000 times. So it looks like something tells me a lot of teachers relate. Um, so, yeah, it's like a teacher just carrying uh, disciplinarian, banker, diplomat, custodian, mender, fundraiser, secretary, dietitian, part-time parent, referee, confidant, nose wiper, uh, uh, budget Cut supply provider, travel planner, banker, cheerleader, parental reminder, uh, just some of the some of the very real responsibilities teachers have to go through every single solitary day, and then she just like there's a suited hand coming out there hit, uh, carrying a gun, and that that picture got big time. Uh, uh, she got she got big time. Um. Uh, pushback for this, uh, tr- Trump did, uh, with real teachers. So while the president was taking up armaments and bonuses for teachers who uh, volunteer w- for weapons training, dispirited educators in West Virginia walked out of schools, as I said, uh, seeing what they see, uh, seeking what they say would simply be a living wage here. Doesn't it get to be too much? Brian Solomon, a veteran West Virginia teacher who supplies food for her students' families, signs students' permission slips parent uh can't a parent a parents can't and really recently got one to go to the eye doctor on top of all of the things do we have to remember when we're supposed to use a gun that's a pretty much the same idea being depicted in the cartoon um but yeah so the trump administration has elevated the issue of to something of an educational mission the president uh, the president insisted that he would personally charge into school even unarmed to challenge a gunman uh Frank Brogan, a former lieutenant governor of Florida who has been nominated for assistant secretary of elementary and secondary uh, of education, carries an unusual credential. When he was assistant principal, uh, Mr. Brogan chased an arm teacher, talked him into lowering his weapon, then grabbed his arm and wrestled it, it away. Uh, so he did some pretty cool work with that. Uh, but even as many educators who have faced off with the school government opposed the president's idea. Um, so every day for five and a half years, Jesse Wasmer said he thought about the moment he tackled a student who had just fired a shotgun into the back of a classmate in a cafeteria in a suburban Baltimore high school. I never thought, wish I'd had a gun, because that would, he would take it out, he would say, uh, uh, Wasmer would be like, put down your gun, the student would be like, and he'd just like load it up, and that doesn't do anything, it just adds to the more violence. I mean... You, the way you do it effectively is you through talking, and that's just it's not like oh I'm a liberal, so it's like you gotta talk. You're so weak. Why can't you just take him out and shoot him? No, it's it doesn't work like that because they'll shoot first because they're psychopaths who bring guns into schools. Ah, uh, 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 Mr. 
Wasmer, uh, who was a guidance counselor at Perry Hall High School when a student opened fire in 2012, called the president's assertions simplistic and misguided. So, you know, where, where have we seen that before? How about every other decision he ever makes? Um, yeah, I think as educators, we're trained to nurture and foster kids, and our first instinct is not to shoot or harm them. What we need is more caring adults in these kids' kids' lives, not more guns. So, officials um, in this town of 20,000 do not swagger around saying, oh, we need some guns. Uh, yeah, I agree with the folks who say teachers should teach co- uh, teachers should teach cops and should be cops, but we have a mess on our hands. If I wait to wait, I have to wait on state officials, on the federal government, or on psychologists to figure out why people hurt each other. We would we would have nothing in our school system. Uh, that's Sheriff John Lenhart of Shelby County. Uh, since 2013, in response to the massacre at the Sandy Hook Elementary School, legislation in a state capital across the country has sought to arm school staff. At least 10 states allow staff members to possess or ha- or access firearms on school grounds, according to an, a- an analysis uh, by the Education um, Commission of the states. And the local districts have varied their approach to arming teachers. In Ohio, guns are kept safe. In Texas, they can be worn on holsters or kept in safe within immediate reach. Um, a Florida state legislator... Uh, state Legislative Committee approved a $67 million school martial program this week to train and arm teachers. And if you you could be fired for not bringing your gun to school in one of these days here, like that's how crazy we're getting. Uh, and it was over the vocal opposition of all the Parkland residents. So like they're like, no, we know this is not going to do anything. So that's just where we're at right now, just ignoring everyone in our, legis- <laughs> our, our legislature, ignoring everyone in our country. So anyway... Um, yeah, behind an abandoned military factory, 40 miles northwest of Ohio, Norway, or sorry, of Oslo, excuse me, as we move on now, uh, uh, Norway built a surveillance base in a close collaboration with the National Security Agency, and its bright white satellite dishes, some of them 60 feet in diameter, stand out in the backdrop of pine-covered hills and red-roofed buildings that scatter the area, so you're like, whoa. Are, is, are we are getting ready for an alien landing here? Uh, it looks like it's just satellites, but um, what we see here is uh, what classified documents describe as the state-of-the-art, a state-of-the-art uh, facility uh, with ca- ca- uh, capabilities previously not released outside of the NSA, despite a hefty price tag of more than $33 million paid by the Norwegian taxpayers. The Norwegian Intelligence Service, the NIS, um, has kept the operations at the site beyond public scrutiny. The station codenamed Victory Garden was ostensibly built to support Norwegian troops serving overseas and to combat uh, terrorism, but its dragnet has also secretly captured record- records of phone calls and email transcripts between law-abiding Norwegians and their families or colleagues in foreign countries. Uh, as an investigation uh, found by uh, the Intercept and Norwegian Broadcasting Company, known as NRK, has found so, uh, yeah. The Norwegian uh, Broadcasting Company and the Intercept. They this is their report here, and in 2014, the data collection at the base was central to a behind closed door dispute uh, between the Norwegian Intelligence Service and Oversight Committee 
that monitors the conduct of the country's spy agencies, according to a source with knowledge of the incident. Um, so, if you look at the pictures here, it just seems to be a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of sa- uh, satellites, a big house, and it's kind of very fielded off in the barrier. Uh, if you look at 2004, it's nothing. Start cutting down trees. Get down more trees. Well, we got more satellites, more satellites, and as we get to 2016, it's fully there, and there's like, where there was trees, there is now buildings, and things are growing, so... Yeah, uh, that's kind of the scary thing. The cooperation between the NIS and the NSA officially began in the early 1950s when Norway uh, and United States signed an agreement called NorUSA, uh, NORUSA, I don't, I don't know if that's how it's referred to, due, due to its geographic proximity to, wait for it, what's the United States, I'll give you a clue, what's the United States' number one enemy, and we liked freaking out over them and setting war with them. Oh, yeah, the Soviet Union, Russia, right. Uh, so yeah, Russia, due to geographic proximity to the Soviet Union and the submarine bases in the Kola Peninsula, Norway was uniquely positioned to provide intelligence on the Soviet submarines, missile systems, military activism during the Cold War. But the countries have since co- continued to cooperate closely. In 2001, Norway approached uh, the NSA seeking to buy foreign satellite surveillance technology, known as ForeignSat, according to documents obtained by the Intercept from Edward Snowden. Two years later, the NSA provided the Norwegians with four specialist antennas. The Each capability was given code names uh, seemingly inspired by different types of gardens, winter garden, flower garden, topiary garden, and so forth, together forming Victory Garden. So, um, Norwegian intelligence sent employees on multiple trips to receive training and test equipment at the NSA, and a delegation from an out-of-funct NSA Yakima facility in Washington, and tra- uh, Washington State uh, traveled to Norway. So that's uh, they kind of went back and forth. They were kind of like a spying exchange program, if, if you if you will. So spy training ex- exchange program. So it sounds sounds like a fun exchange program. Uh, meanwhile, the NSA employees based in Oslo took delivery of more than nine ninety containers crammed with electronic equipment, which were sent by boat and airplane, according to an October twenty uh, two thousand five article in SID Today, an internal NSA newsletter. Uh, two months later, on December 15th, 2005, um, the Norwegian Intelligence Service Director Togir Hagen declared Victory Garden operational. It was again started. An NSA art- article described the base's opening ceremony as conclu- uh, uh, this the NSA article describing the base's opening ceremony concluded. We have only begun to see future possibilities to benefit both our national, our, our nations, and the free world. Eric Reichborn Kennerud, a researcher at the Norwegian Institute of International Affairs, said that the documents provided a rare insight into how Norway's relationship with the NSA has evolved. He said it seems Norway is asking for more capabilities, including training that enables them to. Uh, conduct better surveillance so kind of like usa was like kind of the the friend who was a little bit out there he took some drugs and all of a sudden norway is like hey uh that looks pretty fun can i have some and then the u.s says sure pops him a few drugs and norway was like hey that was fun can i have some more and 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 more until i have a full satellite operational system that spies on my uh accidentally spies on my um uh, my own citizens? Who knows? 
Uh, yeah. So until recently, the surveillance station was located near uh, Oslo. Was so secret that the oversight committee cannot mention it in an unclassified annual annual reports. Uh, cryptic references in Norway's defense budget pointed to modernization of the defense uh, satellite Earth station. Uh, without linking these to the intelligence service, local media were told the dishes were used for communication with NATO partners and Norwegian forces overseas. Uh, but that was not the truth, so they pretty much just lied to the Norwegian media there. During the country's parliamentary re- elections in 2017, then Minister of Defense Eni Eriksson Sarid visited the facility. Satellite communications are extremely important, she told Rikers Blad, a local newspaper. When Frygates had seen the communication with the command center, um, but. <laughs> But that's not at all what they were for, as we know. Uh, she announced an additional two, uh, 200 million Norwegian kroner, 25 million, to fund st- uh, strengthening of cyber defense, quote unquote. Uh, and just to make things stronger, just to improve things. And it's, it's really interesting to see what this is going on and how things are just continuing to get worse for them. And it's just, this is the problem. I don't, I'm not sure, like, the basic language of the constitution like I am here in the United States, but this doesn't this seems like something Norwegians would not be very happy about. On that note, we end our show for you today. Glenn Brad for coming with us Sunday at nine, so we'll see you then. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.